Welcome back to the Winnipeg Foundation's Because Radio. Robert Zirk here with you today, and I am now joined by Shirley Grierson. She is the Executive Director of Artisan Healthcare Manitoba. Shirley, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you very much for having me. So to start things off, can you provide our listeners with a little bit of background about Artisan Healthcare Manitoba and the work that it does in our community? Artisan Healthcare Manitoba was created to enhance the patient experience through the arts, all forms of the arts. We, our largest flagship program, Music to My Ears, is live musicians. They function as traveling minstrels, so you will find them pre-COVID live in cancer care, in waiting rooms, in chemotherapy, palliative care, basically anywhere there's a waiting room in the hospital or long-term care where people are gathered. That was our biggest program, and we're hoping to return more live. Uh, We've been doing a lot of virtual music. We have Art at the Bedside, which is a volunteer-delivered program, which has volunteers going bedside, making art with patients. Again, in COVID, those programs became, the coordinators of those programs made amazing art kits, which were then left for patients to use while they were in the hospital or receiving chemo. That was the Grace St. B and Cancer Care with a visual art program. We have an art and hospital donation program, which has been coordinated by Gary Sherbane, the owner of the Wausau Gallery. That program started three years ago. And as of last year, it had gifted over $350,000 worth of art to the healthcare community in Manitoba. A lot in Winnipeg, a lot out at Selkirk Mental Health Center, a lot of beautiful primarily Woodlands Indigenous art, although there were some other donors. Ruth and David Asker gave a beautiful 14-foot piece to the Pan Am Clinic. The Grace Hospital had a wonderful two-day art sale, after which all of the art in their gymnasium was free. And we had healthcare staff coming from probably 30 different facilities to choose art for their facilities, which was amazing. So there's that program. We have a mindfulness, movement, yoga meditation program out at Selkirk Mental Health. We have live music out at Selkirk Mental Health. We have programs in Brandon, all music, at five long-term care and at the Brandon Hospital. The music program is also at Selkirk and Boundary Trails and Steinbach. Since COVID, most of those programs were suspended, and then we tried to learn how could we do this virtually. So if we have a a large hospital or a long-term care who might have rec therapy, volunteer department, and some spiritual care, we have to go looking to find who is the staff on site that can facilitate a live musician visit. So we need somebody to determine which is the patient or resident who will benefit, and then we hook them up with a musician from their home, and they can have a half-hour live performance for themselves and some friendly visiting. That actually, surprisingly, has worked really well. People still feel like they're having a visit. They're still talking to a human being. We also had a Winnipeg Foundation grant, a collaborative grant with the Manitoba Chamber Orchestra, which was going to bring live concerts to hospitals and long-term care. We had to suspend that. So what we were able to do thanks to the MCO and the coordinating of a lot of musicians, we were able to deliver 30 concerts over June, July, and August until it started getting cold and do that outside. 
We had some musicians that could go to long-term care and sit outside of residents' windows and play. There's a few of those um, videos on our website, which uh, those were just heartbreaking uh, and wonderful at the same time. And, I mean, anything we can do to beautify an environment, whether it's with a human being, with an instrument or an art form, or with visual art. How did the idea for Artists in Healthcare Manitoba come about? Can you tell us a little bit about how Artists in Healthcare got started? I became involved with them 2004-2005. They became an official charity as of 2001. Now, I'm going back on on memory and stories, but there was Sherilyn Johnson, who was a patient herself, Susan Johnson, who had been a patient, Naomi Gerard, and there was one other artist who I I don't know their name or remember their name, and they started, I think the first project they did was a a beautiful quilt that they made for St. Boniface Hospital and then raffled that, and with the Funds from the raffle, they commissioned an artist, I believe it's an Inuit artist that did a painting that's up in the women and child unit. And that's that's how the program started back, I'm going to say, 2001. Can you share with us what Artisan Healthcare's programming has meant to some of the patients or even to some of the volunteers who have taken part in the programming? From the volunteers who do the visual work, and again, they're coming back to volunteer services and documenting what a patient said on a different day. What they find is a depth of meaning in relating to a patient that it goes far beyond volunteering. They go into the room with an art kit and, you know, those visits can last 10 minutes to two hours if all of a sudden someone gets very engaged making a card for a niece who has a birthday coming up. And, and the art kits are really um, well supplied with high quality artistic components. So you can, uh, you can make something pretty amazing. Their comments are just the depth of, you know, if you're sitting alone in a hospital and someone comes along who not only offers you a really interesting project to do, but is willing to sit beside you and have a conversation we get great feedback. We did get great feedback from that. One of our, our donors was Poco Beads and Shakti Beads. We ended up making, a few years ago, 50 infection-controlled art kits, along with Kate Black, who is the coordinator for the Cancer Care Art Program. Kate goes bedside by bedside when you're having chemo or a big blue chair, as it were, and makes art with you. Well, these beading packages, I mean, they were full of crystals and semi-precious stones. They were what I would choose if I was going into a bead shop to buy something to make something really nice. So we had patients at cancer care saying, I don't want to go. I don't want to finish my treatment because it's hard to say I'm having a good time, but that's what the feedback that came back to us. I'm loving doing this project. Can I please sit here and finish it? And then we had people who actually wanted to book their next chemotherapy for when Kate Black was there so that they could make art with Kate, which that's a little harder we're there to make things work well in healthcare, not to create more problems with scheduling. But um, the feedback is is really appreciative. What has support from the Winnipeg Foundation meant for Artists in Healthcare Manitoba over the years? The Winnipeg Foundation has supported artists in healthcare since year one. We have never had a year where we've not had a grant from them. Uh, at some point, We've had a grant that it took us two years to use that grant. 
So the Winnipeg Foundation gave us a grant to develop Art at the Bedside. It was a $40,000 grant, which we used over, I think, two and a half years, but worked with St. Boniface Hospital. So all the program team managers knew that Claire Stephenson would be coming to have a meeting with them to find out how would their unit receive a volunteer who would do art with their patients. So the whole process of getting to know all of the units, getting to know where, when we're good hours and how to sort of fit ourselves in, that took over two years. When a facility realize how, realizes how much difference having this programming inside can do to help what their staff do, that's usually a, a sort of a momentum shift when the, uh, the concept of arts and healthcare starts to become really important. And then once we were finished that, we had this 80-page document called Art by the Bedside, which we were willing to give to any hospital across Canada and do anything that we can support to help them find a way to make their own Art at the Bedside program. What are your hopes for Artists in Healthcare Manitoba and for art therapy in general in the future? Our board chair, Tom Carson, prefaced one of his letters from the chair with the hope and the belief that at some point in time, arts and healthcare would become the norm. You walk into a hospital and your expectation is that you're going to see something beautiful. And when you open your, you know, beside your bedside, the um, info kit from the hospital about what it is that the hospital offers, you can read about music to my ears and call volunteer services and ask for a live music visit. Or you can read about art at the bedside. And again, you would call volunteer services because that's usually where we're housed and ask for an artist to come and, um, sit for an hour and, and do something together with you. So the hope is that we're just so normal that it's something you can expect. And I know in the UK, they had done patient satisfaction surveys. And part of what they discovered was the hospitals that had arts-based support programs for their patients, when the patients did the survey as to their satisfaction with the hospital, they rated their hospital experience 25% higher because of the art component and what it what it meant for them. So you could actually probably attribute a dollar figure to that at some point. So years ago, there was a study, it was a Tallahassee hospital study that had, it was for pediatrics. So these are kids going for some kind of a procedure. They're not anesthetized. So you could be having a broken foot set and often children, you know, that can become very traumatic. There can become the need for sedation. You could be having an MRI, which you might need sedation for that. You could be having an EKG or other cardiac procedures. And what they did was they put somebody, a musician, into the room where these procedures were being done. And they cut down the time of each procedure. And just imagine a, a, a raging, frightened three-year-old. They cut down the time for each of these for two hours and 15 minutes to 15 minutes total. So we had a musician, Danny, he played at Health Sciences Center and he'd been playing there for a number of years and a staff in the hallway grabbed him and said, hey, can you come and play where we're doing a bone marrow transplant? So he went in and he sat and all he did was play Beatles tunes. And at the end of the process, the family and all of the medical staff were just blown away. 
they're very uncomfortable, painful procedures, and I'm going to call that a pretty acute situation. And just having somebody over in the corner gently playing the Beatles took the focus away from frightening, anxious stress to, oh, like, I love listening to Blackbird. It's that simple. It works that simply. If any of our listeners are interested in learning more about Artisan Healthcare Manitoba, what's the best way for them to get more information? Well, we have a website which needs 15 years of updating. So there's that. Anyone can call me. Uh, We do have a Facebook and currently we're posting some really amazing video recordings done under a Stay Safe Manitoba grant. So there'll be 20 concerts. Uh, available for Manitobans to watch and for everybody in healthcare to watch and listen to. You can always phone us. I'm happy to answer any questions you may have. That's great. So the website is artisanhealthcare.com. So artisanhealthcare.com for more information. I've been speaking with Shirley Grierson, the Executive Director of Artisan Healthcare Manitoba. Shirley, thank you again so much for joining us today and sharing all of the great work that Artisan Healthcare Manitoba does. Thank you so much for having us. It's been delightful. Because Radio is produced by the Winnipeg Foundation in partnership with 93.7 CJNU-FM. If you'd like to listen to previous episodes or subscribe to our podcast, please visit becauseradio.org. 